Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay for the final time in person for hopefully at least a little while. Yeah, not hopefully not very long. Yeah, but not, it's, not, it's not forever. Yeah, no, going back to Zoom is going to blow. I but, know. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great having you out here, and I'm glad you got to experience Colorado um, and all of the natural beauty that I take for granted every day. And now comes the worst part, where I have to go home and uh, live in not Colorado again, <laughs> and just every night stare at the ceiling and be like, I could be in Colorado right now, and this would be way better. You could, you could, but you got your dog to go home too, so you you have at least a little something. To I have one, to. I have one reason, yeah. to go home. Go pick up my dog from daycare. She'd love it here. Yeah, she would. She would. But I don't know about you, man. I'm still kind of coming down from from Friday's game. Like I think I'm, I'm I've, still buzzing. I've I've come to terms with what happened, and I'm kind of in the same mindset as the Abs right now. It's it's on to business, on to the next thing. It's nice to get out of the second round, but it doesn't mean anything if you don't win anything here. Agreed. But it is. Uh, I, I still watch the highlights every day because I, I'm just still. It's shocked. still very funny. Yeah, that Darren Helm scored that goal. Just because, um, like, we we talked in the beginning of the season, like, oh yeah, Darren Helm, we signed him. Yeah, we He's, signed him. And when I posted that tweet, a lot of people were like, oh yeah, I remember when he played his first game with us that he didn't retire. Yeah, I thought I, he, I thought, I thought he, he retired, I thought he retired five years in ago. like 2018. Yep. Same. So, yeah, we're still. We're still coming down, or at least I am. Uh, we at least have another day off uh, by the time you're listening to this on Monday Speak morning. Speak for yourself. I got a yeah. flight. You got to fly, but I'm off tomorrow, so I will be fully preparing for it. Um, I've been watching NHL Network. I've been watching the previews, and don't get me wrong. I think this is going to be a fantastic series, but if you think the Oilers have any advantage outside the top line, you're fucking crazy. Because that's been a take. That I know. I've seen lately, and it's very weird because mm-hmm. it's flagrantly untrue. <laughs> yeah. If you've watched any moment of hockey, you had no excuse not to watch the Avs this time. They were the only team on for what two games. Yep, they were it. That was it. Did you not watch anything? I don't think they did. I don't think they did. But it's 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 crazy. I'm seeing that take. It's like oh well, outside. What was one like? What was one of them was like? Well, outside of McCarr, it's advantage Oilers yeah. everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. No, the, like like don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The Oilers are a good team, and I don't want to undersell them. But the only way the Oilers win the series is if the Avs beat themselves. Like we've right. said, all they, the only way playoffs. they win this series is if the Avalanche completely fail to even contain the top line, and Evander Kane scores another twelve goals, and McDavid and Drysaddle score another fifteen points in a seven-game series. Which Outside, isn't out of the realm of possibility. Which is not out of the realm of possibility. It is not as insane as Nashville beating yeah. us. It is very much on the table that Edmonton can win this series. They're very capable of doing so. However, they do not have better depth and defensive depth. Like, are you telling me Cody is better than Devon Tays? Yeah, even Devon Tays, with how shaky he was in that second round, is, is miles ahead. Of, is the best defenseman on the Oilers. By far. By far. Darnell I mean, Nurse is hurt. Yeah, Darnell Nurse is hurt, and he would maybe, Probably. with injuries, he'd crack the top six on the Avs yeah. right now. Right, I'd say right now with Gerard out, he'd be number four, maybe. Oh, I'd say number five or six. I think he'd be number six after they take Jack Johnson out. Like, yeah. for me personally, that's that's just the honest-to-God truth. Look at the metrics like that we'll dive into. But the fact that people think the Oilers are just going to walk all over the Avs is crazy. Um, well, and, it's, it's a fun narrative because yeah. it's McDavid and Dreisaitl, and they're, they're on a mission to the cup. They're on a mission to the cup, but I, I think it's more the Avs are going to have to blow it to lose games. I mean, like, go back to the two losses we have on postseason, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I, know, them. I know them very well. I saw them. Yeah. I was there for one. You were there for both of them. Uh, game two against St. Louis, the Avs were bad, just bad in that game. 
And in game five, they blew a 3 nothing lead. Like right. bo- Both times, and- it was nothing because the other team did anything. It's just the Avs played bad. Right. So, I am thoroughly looking forward to the series on Tuesday. Um, it, all the storylines. And if you get New York to beat Carolina today, by the time you're listening to this, you're going to have... I think the perfect scenario for the NHL. They, they really could not have done this any better. Yeah. Or really hope for better outcomes. I think Battle of Alberta in the second round. Yeah, the Battle of Florida. Or not really much of a battle, yeah. but it, by title. Fight. <laughs> by title, it was the Battle of Florida in the second round. Some fun first round matchups. And, I mean, it's not really the question that the Rangers win. It's so not. Today, by the time I guess you're listening to this, but... And Carolina, I, I just don't see how either of them beat Tampa. No, it's Tampa Bay going to the cup final. Yeah. It's the same thing as if Tampa plays their best, no one's beat them. Right, and, and I don't even think they need to play their best no. to beat either of them. I mean, if Andre Vasilevsky is just halfway good, they wouldn't, they'll win either series. Right. Ah, it would be fun to see Vasilevsky versus Shesterkin. Yeah. That'd be fun. It'd be, it'd be fun for a little while until, <laughs> just, until, until unfortunately Shesterkin just cracks under like, oh, it's Tampa. Yeah. And they do not stop ever. Right. They do not stop. Because if you struggled on the road in Carolina... Yeah, you're going to have fun in Tampa with Andre Vasilevsky staring you down and Victor Hedman. Yeah, and um, a, a Tampa team that just does not flinch no. about anything. Oh, you have a good goalie? Okay, cute. <laughs> cute. You have, this, you have who are going to win the best. Congratulations, you beat Antti Ranta and Louis Domingue in the yeah. first two rounds. Here's Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> the best goalie in the world. Um, but that's going to be a fantastic series either way. Um Getting back to the Colorado Edmonton one, um, I'm really, really interested to see the goaltending battle. That I, that to me is the key of this series. If you because if you take away everything else, Mike Smith versus Darcy Kemper. You tell me this at the beginning of the playoffs. Full advantage to Kemper. Right now, the stats do favor Smith. Even after giving up nine goals in a game, he's still been significant. He's, ni- he's still a 925. Yeah. Even after some of the horrible games he's he has had, three shutouts in this playoff so far, which is crazy. Yeah, is it three shutouts? Yeah, two or three. I think it's two, but yeah, because he didn't have any against Calgary. Oh yeah, yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, I mean, still he's playing some damn good hockey, but he is 40 years old, and it's not like he's unbeatable because no. he is very beatable no I mean just go back to the last time he matched up against the Avs in the playoffs he was the only reason that series was even kind of close because the Avs just kicked yeah. the shit out of the flames I mean he shut them out in one game yeah and then the dam broke after that I think the Avs had like 50 shots in the next four games each game yeah so it's highly possible the Avs can do that and I do think Mike Smith's gonna have a good series but as we saw in the Calgary series he's good I mean, you can classify the Calgary series as a good series game one he makes seven saves on ten shots, gets pulled in the first period. Game four, he lets in a shot from the other blue line. Not an exaggeration, a hundred and thirty-eight feet, yep. unscreened, just missed it, yep. and still finished that game nine hundred with end with a win. Yeah, I mean that's just it, it, it's hockey. I mean, if you go look at it, like Darcy Kemper, as much as we've hyped up this guy, he he wasn't great in the second round. He was fantastic in the first round. He really hasn't been the same since coming back from that but, eye injury. Granted, two games in the first yeah. round. Two games in the first round. So I do think he's going to have a bounce back game. I mean, we saw it with Shesterkin going back to that. He struggled against Pittsburgh. And then he came back, and he's probably the only reason why New York even has a chance in Game 7. Yeah. So it can quickly turn, and it can quickly fall apart. I so, mean, in a series like this where the star power, like obviously edge goes to Edmonton a little bit, yep. depth edge goes to Colorado, you combine that, it comes out to be pretty even. Mm-hmm. The advantage goes to who has the better goalie. And Kemper has had some games against St. Louis where he was good and some where he was not very good. You, I'd say Game 2... Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Game I mean, game two, though, he had two shots go off his own defense right. and it go in. Then game one, pretty good, I yeah, would think. He was solid. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, the Avs dominated that game. So yeah. he, I think he only ended up facing, what, like 23 shots in 25. that game? 25. He yeah. saved 23 of them. And game three, pretty good. Oh, yeah, I thought it was pretty solid in game, game three. Game four, shaky. Meh. Game five, eh. not his best. Not his best performance and not his best performance in overtime. And then game six. He was okay. He was okay. He made the big saves in the third period. Yes. He had to get bailed out by Manson in the second period to keep that 3-1. to But it doesn't matter. He's still a 900. He stopped 18-20. But the fact of the matter is 900's not going to cut it against Connor McDavid. 900, you could give up six goals. Right. So it's going... We need the Darcy Kemper that... 
played against Edmonton all year. Minus yeah. the last game. The last game where the Avs were just decimated with injuries. Yeah, and they were the, resting the players. second to last game against Edmonton. The first one in Edmonton. Oh. If you get that Darcy Kemper, you could sweep. Do you get that Darcy Kemper? I think that's unrealistic to expect. But Very I, unrealistic. I think if he's 9-20, 9-30, the Avs are going to win the series in five or six games. I, I'd be happy with a 9-15. Yeah. 9-15 wins you the series, too. Yeah. So... To me, it's not just Darcy Kemper. It's whatever goalie can post a 9.15 is going to win this series. Yeah, and it could be Mike Smith going from a 9.80 to a 600, back up to a 9.45, then a 7.50. Like, you just never know. You also, you also do have to take advantage of Mike Smith because mm-hmm. like, you're going to score a goal that is just terrible. Yeah. Total garbage from the point. Like a Jack Johnson just shoots it along the ice and it goes right through him and then makes a glove save on yeah. Rantanen on the next shift. You're going to just have to keep on pushing. Keep on pushing. And I, I think Darcy Kemper's going to back, bounce I, back. I agree because Mike he's had Smith some has time not off. played this much hockey in a long time. He's 2012? 40. Yeah, he's 40, dude. Yeah. So this is uncharted territory for both teams, but I'll take the younger goalie um, in this situation. Like, it's different. Like and It's also sample size. Yeah. There's We've had a 10-game sample size, yeah. and only eight of them have included Darcy Kemper because yeah. he was out for the last two games mm-hmm. against Nashville. I will take the regular season sample size of Darcy Kemper being better than Mike Smith over the six games where he's been mediocre. Well, and if you look at it, too, there hasn't been a game. I don't think that the opposing team has gotten over 35 shots. Have they? Not that I can think of. Like, the abs have been so dominant. Even the overtime games we've held. I think they had 32 in that game. And the the last overtime game, they had 30. Yeah, like... And Nashville definitely did. Yeah, we talked about this. Darcy Kemper is better when he's facing 40 shots. But here's the thing in the playoffs. He's not going to see 40 shots because the abs' defense is... You're going to be asking them to play worse, Mm -hmm. and that's not something that they're just going to do in the playoffs. Like it's just simply not going to happen. So, it's what I said after the fault goals. Like sometimes you just need a save. Not every shot's going to be perfectly defended. You need to just be locked in at all points. It's it's just such a weird scenario where he's behind too good of a defense. It's 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 very weird that he's too good. The defense is too good, and he gets he gets out of the zone a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if Edmonton, there's a couple games they throw 40 shots on goal. And if that's the case. I mean, case, they did. Yeah. And when we played them, they would absolutely pepper Darcy Kemper. And maybe that'll be good for him. Yeah. I think it will. Because that's. I think most goaltenders are that way. Most goaltenders don't like to sit around and wait 10 minutes in between shots. Like, that's right. just. I mean, you, you look at, like, all the expected goals in the playoffs and everything. Colorado is the best at expected goals against with 1.88. The next closest are all teams that are out, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Boston, and Edmonton is nowhere close. They give up 2.86 expected goals against, but expected goals for is 3.22. They put a lot of pressure on. Hilariously enough, the only team ahead of Edmonton is Pittsburgh, who is out, which is still very funny to me because you look at the metrics, they were clearly one of the better teams yeah. in the playoffs. And they got they just got couldn't get a save. But like you look at all those stats, I agree. I mean, the Avs have been straight-up dominant 5-on-5. Five five. We were trying to look for the numbers, but the Avs 5-on-5 five five has been unreal. Yeah, their possession metrics are otherworldly. They have dominated time on ice. And for the Oilers to win this series, they're going to need to find an answer outside of that top line. And Zach, just... Zach Hyman's good. Nugent Hopkins is good. That's a decent second line. Is he? Is Nugent Hopkins good? He's good for one game where he scores two. Yeah. In both series, he's done that. He's good for one game where he breaks out. Zach Hyman's been very good. Zach Hyman's been great. He's been very, very good. He's a goal in like four straight games, I think. Yeah, and he's just been consistently putting pucks in. Outside of that, they're going to need a a Jesse Poyarvi to to step up and have a big game. He's great defensively, but he's got three points in 12 games. And then you get out of that. Fogel, McLeod, Yamamoto, Archibald, Ryan, Cassian. Just a bunch of guys. Yamamoto has the potential to be something. But he has to be playing with McDavid. Right. He's not going to create like something with Ryan, With Ryan McLeod, like, there's nearly not much that's going to happen speed. there. He's got some speed. He's got some speed. Yeah. And you get to their defense. Nurse is hurt. He's doing the best he can. Brett Kulak has kind of flown under the radar. He's been good. Decent. Uh, Evan Bouchard's very up and down. He's a rookie. Being he's good offensively. I don't know if he's great defensively. And then... Our boy, Tyson Berry. And we all know Tyson Berry. Great offensively. Very, very shoddy defensively. And not as good offensively as he once was. But 
all due respect, we do love Tyson yeah. Berry on this show. Shout out to him for getting Odds and Cadre to the abs. <laughs> he was a winner going on his way out. Yeah, and full and full respect to him for getting his money last off season. He had the he had the most points of anybody of, or defenseman at least during the last regular season. He had what? Was it like sixty five or seventy? I think he was like forty eight or something. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It was a short season yeah. last year. Forty eight points in fifty six games. He had forty one and seventy three this year. It's a, he's playing third pair D right now. Yeah, he's with Kulak on yeah. the third pair, and so, then Duncan Keith, Cody Cece. You need to match up with those guys at home. Oh, they will. They, like the first two games, the Avs are going to get the matchups they want against McDavid and Drysidle, which it may not mean anything. But if you can throw Taves and Makar out there every single time against them, that I like our odds to hold them to like maybe one point a game. Yeah, like, I, I think I like one, our odds. One of the bigger things in this series, I mean, this is pretty obvious now, is, is home ice. Yeah, you're. Whichever team has home ice needs to take advantage of matchups. Like, when we're on the road in Edmonton, Jay Woodcroft needs to match up the McDavid line with the bottom six and the third pairs mm-hmm. as best he can. When we're here, we need to be putting McKinnon out against the Duncan Keiths and the Ryan McLeods of the world, and we need to win those matchups. I wouldn't be surprised if this is whoever wins first on the road wins the series. I, I think that's a very, very real possibility. Um, it's The Abs have the clear advantage at home. Um, and we're still undefeated on the road. Still undefeated on the road. We've actually been bad on home. Well, not bad. We lost. Well, two. I'm going home. So we yeah, can, we can throw. We'll all be that, good. We we'll... can we can throw all of that away yeah. because we're undefeated when I'm not there. Yeah. So, I I think the Abs are going to take advantage of home ice. I think um, they'll get the matchups they want, and then even honestly, like if the outlier in the series is if Jack Johnson plays. Because you're telling me you want to throw Jack Johnson out there against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. You can also say the same about Duncan Keith and Nathan McKinnon. Duncan Keith's better than Jack Johnson. He is. Yeah. I know. But he's not that much better. No, he's not that much better. As much as they want to act like he is, he's not. He's not. He's paid like it. He's he's, paid like it. And as as much as Ken Holland will tell you that he's a second-pair defenseman because he gave up a draft pick and a player for him and did yeah. not get any salary retained. I can't believe Ken Holland has a team in the conference final and they're going to give him credit for it. No, no, I mean, they're going to give him credit. Like, oh, Duncan Keith, great locker room presence. Yep. Like Connor McDavid does not have 26 points in 12 games and have Dreisaitl doing the same thing. They have the exact same stat line. <laughs> they do. And I'll give him credit. He signed the player that no one wanted to sign in Evander Kane and it's yeah. worked out oh. for him. But, what a brave move. Yeah, brave move to bring that guy in. But it's going to be so funny when they re-sign him this offseason and then a year later he's bought out. Like that, That's what's going to happen. So um, I look for the abs to take advantage on home ice. And the games on the road, you just can't have Jack Johnson match up against him. I still think Ryan Murray has to play in the series, man. I, I don't know if he will. I don't know if he will either because he hasn't played in so long. But... I think you have to play. He's at least a better skater than Jack Johnson. Yeah, and granted, it's really not going to matter who's Connor McDavid's no. going up against if it's Jack Johnson or oh, Eric right. Johnson. Yeah. Nobody can go. I'd be interested to see how he matches up with Cam Carr, honestly, just because of how well those two can move. But outside of that, it really doesn't matter. I mean, matter. the only other skater who can keep up with him outside Cam McCarr is Bo Byram. Right, and so, Nathan McKinnon, who's not going to be defending yeah. him. He could. I, I, it's going to be interesting because I think you keep Lekkinen or Nachushkin on that first line. I mean, it really it just depends on who you're matching up with because I think you put Nachushkin and Lekkinen back together on the second line and that's who you match up with McDavid. It's not a bad idea. I don't hate that, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Woodcroft splits up McDavid and Drysaddle for I, points. I don't think they're touching that line at all. They could. They could. They definitely could, but... When you have a line producing this historically, there, it'll that might happen, but it might be game four of the series if the Avs are successfully shutting them down. Quite possibly. But I mean, to, it's, to start at least, they're definitely going to keep them together. I mean, it, it would it, it's worked both ways for them this this postseason. So I maybe I don't know. You you can't split up. I mean, they're two of the top three players in the world right now. So and it's working right now. Yeah, it's working right now. Throw Vander Kane on there or Zach Hyman, and you're feeling good. But I think if Nathan McKinnon and that top line can at least match them a couple games, I don't think they are going to outplay them. Because no, you're not. You're they're, not. they're playing the best hockey we've seen yeah. of the line since Gretzky and Lemieux. Yeah, 
the best we've seen. You read this to me before the show. The best line since Lemieux and yeah. Yager with the those Penguins teams. Yeah. The, like, it's unreal. It, it's unreal how good they're playing, how good they've been. And like, you'd, it's not an insult to say they're not going to match that. No. But we do also have to remember, there's no more Ryan O'Reilly here. No, And there is, there is no more player on the other team whose job it is to get on Nathan McKinnon and get on Kale McCarr, and your job is to be in their face all game. Edmonton does not have no. that. That is going to free up Nathan McKinnon a lot and Kale McCarr a lot. Even if they can't match the production of McDavid and Dreisaitl, the rest of the team has shown in the St. Louis series that they are able to do that. Yep. So as long as they can come close, you have three lines that are better than the Oilers that can make up the difference. If you get that depth scoring like you've been getting all playoffs, you'll be just fine. Right. Like if, if Berkey gets going, if he gets the scrap or if he gets the message from the scratch, and which he did, a, which he did, he played great in Game yeah. Six. If he gets that message and continues to play great against the Oilers, he'll feast. He'll feast on them. Yeah. Then you get Confer, who's now confident and hot going again. Abe Bell, I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, that, that's... I still don't. He had, I, in Game Five, I thought he was okay. That's mm-hmm. the most I've noticed. He was okay him. in like the first period, and then after that, you didn't see him the rest of the right. game. Right. I don't know. I I still don't. But the fourth line... Fourth line was fantastic in the St. Louis series. This is a very big stretch. But on the road in Edmonton, I wouldn't be terrified of them going up against McDavid. I'd be terrified of McDavid whenever he's on the ice... But the there you have worse options than the. Oh yeah, you have worse options. Don't get me wrong. Like you can, I'm terrified of Connor McDavid anytime he steps on the ice. But I don't feel bad with that way that fourth line's playing right now. They play hard. They play hard and they keep the puck in the offensive zone. So like, I'm not even asking to shut down McDavid. I'm just saying contain him. If you hold him, if you hold him for that minute shift to not score, that's a win. (laughs) I mean, at bare minimum, Connor McDavid is scoring a point per game in this series. At bare minimum, absolute best case scenario. I wonder if you could bet on that. I bet you can. I bet you. There's there's definitely like uh, over under how many points McDavid's going to score. It's probably like the under .5 is probably like plus nine thousand because he's just been unreal. Um, But like, if this series goes seven, he's scoring bare minimum best case scenario seven points. Realistically, probably twelve. If you can hold him to 12, I'll take that all day. Absolutely, you take that yeah. all day. But, I mean, that's the thing. You're not going to stop him. No. You're only hoping to maybe hold him to a game five against Calgary. <laughs> One goal. <laughs> right. One but, goal. That did, but it did come in overtime. Yeah. And he wasn't he wasn't amazing in regulation. He was great, but he wasn't amazing he wasn't in the regulation. Connor if you hold team. McDavid to great, you're, you're, doing, you're, pretty you're doing pretty good. So, I agree. I, I think the Avs will do a good job holding him in check. The biggest outlier for me is Jack Johnson in this series. I just, he played what, nine minutes in the final yeah, game? Yeah, he played under 10 minutes yeah. in game six, which for Bednar is usually an indication that like, he's not keeping yeah. you in. And you're not, if, I love Curtis McDermott. If he even comes close to touching the ice in the series, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis, McDermott, <laughs> Curtis McDermott's time in these playoffs has passed. Yeah. If he didn't play against St. Louis or Nashville, He's not getting yep. in against Edmonton. Sorry. Because they're outside of Evander Kane, who's really not even that much of like a Gurr physical tough I mean, guy. Landy can handle him. Yeah. And like Zach Cassian, but he hasn't. Like outside of Kachuk, who has Cassian ever had beef with? I didn't even see him do anything. No, he's a fourth rounds. line guy. Yeah. He's not great, but I mean. Nurse can be pretty nasty, but like, I'm, again, like we just played St. Louis. Yeah. Like I'm not afraid of any of these guys. Yeah. I'm not, and it's going to be. It's going to be a damn good series. I, I really think this is going to be a seven game. Oh, yeah, I agree. It's going to be seven. And like you said, the first team to win a road game, I think, wins the series. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it we see like a potential like Carolina series where yeah. it's all home teams. I, I also wouldn't be surprised if we win the first two or and, and Edmonton wins three in a row and we've got to win one on the road and come back home and finish the series. You've, you've seen that from time to time. Mm-hmm. And also... It's very rare for a Stanley Cup champion to not have a Game 7 along the way. The last team to do it was the Bubble Lightning. And I think before that, it was... Who was it? It was one of the Blackhawks teams. I think it was 2013? 2013 and 2015. What was the year they were really... What was the in, shortened in, season? Well, because in 15, they beat the Ducks in 7. I remember yeah. that. What was the shortened season? Was that 2013? In, in 13, they beat the Wild in 5, I want to yeah. say. Beat the Preds. No, they played because no. that was the year they came back against the Red Wings, wasn't it? Oh, was that 2013? Bro, I, I can't remember what I had for breakfast today. <laughs> You'll look that up. While you're looking that up, 
I think, for me personally, the most important player in this series for the Colorado Avalanche is Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri is going to have a chance to have a very big series, and he should have all the momentum in the world after that St. Louis series. He didn't really do too much in the first round series against Nashville. He was okay. He took his play to another level in the second round, and he's going to have the opportunity to have a very big series. Like I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities if you're talking about McKinnon and that top line matching up against McDavid most of the time. Nazem Kadri could be the Avs' highest scorer. Yeah. I, I really think that's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, the first lines are, are going to wore it out for every single mm-hmm. game. But our advantage comes from the fact that we have a second line, or basically almost two second lines, that in Edmonton can't match any of them. We have a Val Machushkin. They don't. We have Nazem Kadri. They don't. We have Arturi Lekkinen. I argue they should have gotten Arturi Lekkinen at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been a great fit for them, but they don't have him. Actually, I think that was a thing. I think it was. Where a... they were really close to him, but we gave up Baron. They didn't. Now we have Lekkinen. Well, they don't have any prospects to give up. Exactly. So. <laughs> um, also, I... it was 2010. 2010. Okay. So we went 10 years between champions without a game seven. Yeah. It's rare. It's very rare. So I do think. I like your idea of putting Nachushkin and Lekkinen back on and having just the top line be the top line with McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog. Because like, I just don't think fighting fire with fire is the way to go no. in this series because if there's a line better at puck possession than our top line, it's that one. Yeah, 100%. So you sick Lekkinen and Nachushkin on them. I like that Not call. Not saying it's going to stop them, but occasionally it could. It, it could. And then you free up McDay or McKinnon, Mac, 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 Mac <laughs> McKinnon, to play against the second line probably, which is a decent second line with Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent, Hopkins, Poyarvi. Decent defensive line, but not as good as ours. No, it's not, and I I think that makes a lot of sense, and I really think Nazem Kadri's in line to have a big series. I mean, Val wasn't particularly great against St. Louis either. He was sloppy with the puck. He wasn't particularly great, but. I think this series he'll have a little... This is a series where he's really going to prove his value, yeah. especially if he's matching up against... I mean, you saw what Phil Deneau got for shutting down oh, yeah. Austin Matthews and for what he did for four rounds for Montreal last year. He got himself a bag from L.A. in the offseason. He deserved it. Val can do the same thing here. If he can match up with McDavid and just get in his face, even just contain him... See, I don't think Val matches up with him. I think Lecky matches more up with McDavid and... Val's going to shut down. I don't think it's it's going to be up to you who's matching up with McDavid. It's just going to be whoever's closest to him at that point in time. But these guys, they they can earn themselves some money if they can do this. And Nazem Kadri as well. If he does well against McDavid, we were already talking upwards of $7 million on his next deal. If if he performs well against that top line in this series, eight is not out of the question, especially for a team like Ottawa. Philly. Philly. There are teams that will throw some money at him. Yep. There's a lot of money. All of them have contracts coming up after this season. There's a lot of money to be made for them here. And I I really, really in my heart of hearts believe Nazim Kadri is going to have a big series. I believe you. So he's he's if he can continue to play the way he's been playing, level-headed, he hasn't gotten into any shit yet. Um, well, I mean a little not bit. on purpose. Not on purpose. That's what I mean. Like He's gotten in some shit, but that was a good hockey play. Um, he got into some shit that was majorly blown out of proportion. Yeah. Dude, I still have some Blues fans in my mentions being like, yeah, you won the series because you took out our goalie. It's like, bro, grow up. <laughs> Don't yell at Callie Rosen, yeah. who you just put on waivers. Get yeah. out of our face. Did they really? Oh, yeah, he cleared waivers today. That's hilarious. Okay, sorry, that's totally off topic. But, yeah, I mean, if Nazem Kadri continue to play the way he's been playing, I, I have complete faith in him. Um, and the other big – it's kind of good that we're going in back-to-back series of this, the specialty teams. Yep. are going to be you, you absolutely You could massive. not be getting two tougher tests in specialty teams than St. Louis. And who's the only team better than St. Louis Edmonton. on the power play? Edmonton. Stay out of the box. I think it's honestly going to be a lot like the St. Louis series. Remember in game one and two, the Avs didn't really have it quite figured out. And then from game three on, they were really good on the game PK. Game four was bad. But oh, yeah, they gave that, up too late. But those, those were the last ones yeah. they gave up. Games 5 and 6. I think they went 0 for 6. Yeah, the power play was perfect. Yeah. Game 5 wasn't perfect, but the penalty kill penalty was. Penalty kill was perfect. Like, it's it's imperative, like you just said, to stay out of the box. If they call this series like they called the Blue Series, hopefully it's only two or three times. 
Um, granted, I mean, the, with how the, fast the refs these... are not going to know which team to favor yeah. because they both got superstars. Yeah, they, they're both really fast, and there's going to be a lot of missed calls in the series. The key is, is if the Avs can at least, if they can have an eighty percent penalty kill, they'll be fine. But they haven't had that this postseason yet, and I think a little bit of that's bad luck, um, and then just some untimely penalties. But if they can hold. Edmonton do a 20% power play. I think they have a good chance to win the series. And if the power play, which got going against a really tough penalty kill, they scored, I think, a goal in game five, game six, they scored with Comper with one second left, still counts. Um, if they can hover around 25%, which close to their season average, they, they're going to have a really, really good shot. Yeah, I mean, their power play is being carried by that Nashville series mm. where they, like, oh, that right. one game where they went four, four for, for five. five. Yeah. 80%. That, was, that game feels like six months ago. It does. It like, Nashville was just such a footnote yeah. at this point. I, I feel even kind of bad saying that, but like they were just, man. It wasn't even close. Yeah. So it's... I mean, even the St. Louis series wasn't that close five-on-five. Five. Like it, it, was, it really wasn't. It was the Avs' domination. And if they play that way, dude, I they could win the series in five. Yeah, I, really I mean, think. I, I don't think anything's off the table no. in terms of this series. Like, you could talk me into the Avs sweeping. You could also talk me into the Oilers sweeping. You could. If Darcy Kemper has a bad series like where he's just like, this guy can't stop a beach ball, the Oilers could run us over, yeah. realistically. If that goes the other way and Mike Smith is just a joke... We could run them over if our if our top four lines just completely outmatch them, and McKinnon can at least match McDavid. We could run them over. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, there are way more scenarios where we run them over than otherwise. Agreed. The biggest one being is if Darcy Kemper plays bad. I yeah. mean, that that sounds like a terrible hockey tip. It's a god. It's, it's the truth. It's it's. I think that's the goalies need to play well. It's like no shit, Sherlock. But yeah. they, it, but I think that's really what this series is going to come yeah. down to is who's going to have the more consistent goalie. Because you you can have a bad game, and oh, yeah. you know what you see. We saw Mike Smith have bad games and win. You can have a bad game. You can't have seven. No. You need to be reliable. No, you can't have four bad. Games. You can't have four bad yeah. games. You need to just at least be reliable. That's it. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. All you have to do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $100 no matter the result. It is literally free money. And if that's not enough, if you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs with DraftKings same-game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want at your convenience. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. I really think he's going to be fine, dude. I do too. I think having these couple of days off is going to be good for him. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, the Oilers won in five and we won six, but they only got one day extra rest. Right. Like it's not like they're going to come in super refreshed. Um, and looking at power play percentage, we're still at thirty four percent above St. Louis. Even that's pretty good. Edmonton's at twenty eight. Yeah, those are two pretty deadly power plays. You don't want yeah. to let on the ice. Edmonton has also had ten more power plays than we have. That's kind of we've crazy had twenty nine. They've had thirty nine. They have one more power play goal than us. Okay, like, but like I said, that's the difference in the series for me, man. Yeah, that that's the difference. Like I've said that like three times in this episode, but there are so many variables that if they go right for the ABS, or even if two of the three are right, yeah, I mean this is our series to lose mm-hmm. still, and that's even nothing with, against Edmonton. No, it's not. We we acknowledge the greatness that that top line is right now. But this is really going to be a test of how far can one guy, or two guys, I guess, here carry a team. Because Connor McDavid is having the best playoffs 
We've anybody. seen in our lifetime. And yeah, in since Gretzky, yeah. since Lemieux, and, Which and that, we never and that is a watch. proven analytic eye test. No matter how you slice it, stat. How far can one guy carry a team? Because history has shown not far. History has shown depth wins out every time. For the last couple of rounds, Edmonton's played LA. Okay, team. Gave them a great battle. Gave them a great run. Mike Smith almost almost goofed that one up for them, but they had a they had a good run against Edmonton. Calgary. We saw that coming a mile away. I wish I stuck with that (laughs) on my bracket. I had Edmonton in six. Yeah, I I I wish I had Calgary in seven. But the top line wasn't great, and Calgary's depth was not that good. What and neither was Michael their defense. Backlund. Well, actually, Michael Backlund was the best forward. Michael Backlund might have been their <laughs> yeah, best forward in that was. series for as much garbage as yeah. I had given them. But it was also Markstrom. Wasn't great. He was bad. I would say Edmonton's tests haven't been that tough. Yeah. But that can also be swung back around. To us, we played Nashville in round one. Not a great team. St. Louis, good team. Gave us a run, but that's only we lost we lost two games yeah. out of ten yeah. so far. So you can easily apply that back to us. But my main point being, pardon my ADHD, <laughs> that Edmonton hasn't had to face great depth no. yet, and McDavid has been able to run that over. If he can overcome this Avs team, I really think you just tip your cap yeah. and be like, we are witnessing the modern day Michael Jordan. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy. I saw a TikTok that said that McDavid was, uh, he's the greatest hockey player ever. And if I was he, like... If he goes like this, if he car- if he carries this Oilers team to a cup, this is a middling team at best. He carries team this team, him. yeah. He carries this team to a cup with Mike Smith and Nett. We are having that conversation. I, this is like, it's a hockey take that I have, and... I know it's a terrible take because I wasn't old enough to watch Gretzky. Like, how many points do you think Gretzky gets? Gretzky would in the still be the best player of all time if he played today, but he would not be like two careers ahead of the next person. See, I, I think the goaltending is just so much it better, is. and the defense is so much better. I, Gretzky would be a slightly better version of McDavid, in my opinion. Okay. Like I said, I haven't watched it, if, but I'm... If you put Gretzky and McDavid, they start their careers at the same time, I think Gretzky maybe finishes like a little over 100 points ahead see, at like, the end. To me, I think the greatest player of all time, and I'm sorry about this, I, I think it's Mario Lemieux. Like The argument can be made that if Lemieux didn't have, did not, didn't have cancer, didn't suffer through as much as he did, he definitely would have at least come a lot yeah. closer than he did. And You know who's getting screwed out of this GOAT debate now? Sidney Crosby. Because for the longest time it was Crosby versus Gretzky, and then McDavid comes along. Yeah, and McDavid comes along, and Ovechkin, and now it's Ovechkin yeah. versus Gretzky because of the goal record. <laughs> Sidney Crosby's had a fantastic career. He's a fantastic player. Yeah, he's probably, he's gonna finish top time, yeah. top ten of all time. But I mean, if you put Gretzky in today with modern goaltending and defenses who are not actively doing lines in the locker room and coming <laughs> off of their nine to five of construction, yeah. then you know. Maybe he doesn't score that many points. I think he's maybe hovering around like seven fifty goals. Yeah, I think that's where. Just I, I think I think he's so much better. I think he still gets to eight hundred. Okay. Ovechkin would have probably cleared him by now. Yeah. But I I just uh, it's a bold take, and every time I talk to my dad who was around, he goes, "No, Gretzky's the greatest." I'm like, it's, I I don't think it's crazy to say I mean, that David. If Gretzky was like barely ahead of the people of his time, I would agree. He was significant so far yeah. ahead of I'm, everybody. I'm not saying he wouldn't be top five, but I, I think the debate would be more of a debate if he played. I agree NHL. with that absolutely. That McDa- the McDavid and Gretzky debate would be a lot closer. We're and we're still very early. Very. I mean, McDavid is. Uh, we're gonna sound like an Oilers podcast. How <laughs> much you talking about McDavid? But I mean, that's the thing with the Oilers right now. It's McDavid and Drysaddle. You have they to are, respect. You cannot ignore them. You can. You can literally ignore everything else. Maybe not Evander Kane. But you can ignore most other things with the Oilers and be okay. These two cannot be ignored. Nope. The fact that they've lost any games in these playoffs is nuts. Hilarious. Legitimately The fact insane. they lost that Kings team three times. Crazy. And, like, Jonathan Quick was good in that series. Like, that was... Yeah. We've seen it. If you get good goaltending play, you they can be beaten. Yeah. I mean, Jacob Markstrom was truly... Terrible. Truly. What was his save percentage in that series? I don't know. Off the top I want to say it was, like, 880. I like his expected goals against was like a minus. Like he was seven. so bad. 
Like, Darcy Kemper will not be that bad. No. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Um, he would have to be truly terrible yeah. to be worse than that. And, like, even in that game one against Calgary and Edmonton, like, they were up 6-2 and they almost lost that game. Like, yeah. that could have been a sweep. It was really good. They won that game 9-6. to six. Yeah. Nine to six. The fact that Sutter didn't pull Markstrom when that game got tied. Was the fact crazy. he never tried anything yeah. else is crazy to me. So if Darcy Kemper is solid, the Abs have a great chance to win this series. Yeah, and that, that that to me is the biggest key more than anything. Yep. If Darcy Kemper plays well, then you do not have an excuse to lose this series at all. You don't, and I'm I'm ready to get into predictions. I want to find Markstrom's stats. Yeah, you find it real quick. Holy shit. What was it? (laughs) So let's start in game one. 786. Not good. Game two, 875. Better. Game three, 882. Yeah, that's bad. Game four, 840. Game five, 857. Never even really came close to 900. He was bad, dude. So Darcy Kemper's not going to be that bad. He would have to be awful. Yeah. Awful. Truly, truly horrific, because that's what Jacob Markstrom was. So, like you and said... And the Oilers also had a book on him. Like, that, that carried over to the regular season, too, where they just lit up Markstrom. They lit like up Markstrom. Christmas tree. And they didn't really light up Kemper that much. They that. struggled against Kemper. And even in that final game where the Avs were the down, Avs like... Were, like, we, like, isn't it so funny how much we freaked out? Oh, how, how everyone freaked out? Dude, I told you. I, I tweeted that out before that game started. I was like, the Avs are going to get their asses kicked tonight, and we don't need to freak out about it. Right. But like, and you remember isn't it so funny just looking back on that now, how meaningless that yeah. is now. And remember, like two of the goals that Kemper gave up, one bounced high off the boards and bounced onto the top of the net, and right? Bounced off. Like, it was truly like a lucky game. And Darcy Kemper, I think, has been—is he been the worst at luck so far in the playoffs? At least close. Like he's—I can't think of a goalie who's had worse bounces than him. Maybe Sergei Bobrovsky, because Bobrovsky well, was good. He was good. Yeah, he was Not good great. enough to win that series. Against Tampa. Or against Washington. Yeah. But... Even then he wasn't. Yeah, true. I just... I, I think Darcy Kemper's going to play well. That leads into my prediction. I'm going abs in six. I'm going abs in seven. Just because I think this is going to be a classic series. And wouldn't be surprised if the abs face elimination at some point and have to rattle off two wins to win this series. Because you just... You look at history. It's rare. For a team to not, and, that, and of course that's assuming they don't play a game seven in the no. final. But this Oilers team just feels like they've got some swagger right now. McDavid well, and Drysaddle, they're they're playing they're, the best hockey. They're playing the best hockey they've ever but you played. You could argue the Avs are playing the best hockey too, right? Which is I, I don't know. Have you watched NHL Network? No, they're making it sound like the Avs are playing bad and they've lucked into both these. No, the Avs are playing some of the. We still we just can never get credit. Yeah, we, we we'll win the Stanley Cup and it'll be like ah well. We'll see if they can Vegas win. was hurt. Let's we'll see if they can win too. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean they think because Tampa they won back to back cups. So if Colorado can't do that, then are they really champion? Like well, it's just like people are talking about the Avs. Like like yeah, they had a bad game five, but name a team Guys, in the playoffs we won who, the fucking series. Yes. <laughs> who who didn't have like even the Lightning in the first round against the Maple Leafs? There were three games. They were truly yes. atrocious. They were atrocious. Edmonton got shut out by the Kings. Yeah. Give me a break. And they let in nine yeah. in game one. I don't want to hear it. Because if the Avs win that series in five, I don't think people are talking that much they, about it. They will. They'll talk about yeah. anything. Because yeah. we never get respect because we're a smaller market yeah. team, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it, it, I'm, I really it, think... Like if, we, if we win this series in six, we'll be like, yeah, well, they, well of course they did. They yeah. had the depth. It's what they should have done. Yeah. And if it goes seven, it'll be like, yeah, well, they got pushed by this yeah. Oilers team. I, Can they do it again? Because if we play Tampa, we're going to get no respect. No. no. We're not going to get anything until we win. No. I, I really am looking... I think it's going to be opposite. I think the Avs go up 3-1 in this series, and I think there's a chance it could go to a Game 7. I I think it's the opposite of what you said. I mean, there's just so much on the table. I would not be shocked if the Avs sweep this series. I would not be shocked if the Oilers run away with this in, like, five games. Wouldn't be shocked to see it go six either way. Wouldn't be shocked to see, like, a triple overtime Game 7 where McKinnon or McDavid... <laughs> <don't need> <laughs> McKinnon or McDavid score the overtime yeah. winner. Like, it, there's so many ways this could go. And it depends on how well can you contain the top line and Darcy Kemper. Because I think we know what Mike Smith is. We know what he's going to be. He's going to have a game where he's unbeatable and a game where this guy is, how is he even a professional athlete? Kemper is going to need to be the guy and outduel him at least four times. 
I, I think it's highly possible. I, I, we've been Darcy Kemper stands all year, and we've taken some shots. We've delivered some shots. We've been taking a lot of shots recently, but it's put up or shut up time. Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of money riding on this series right now. There are a lot of teams looking at you like, okay, you got some great numbers. You're struggling these playoffs. If he has a really good series here and a really good playoffs the rest of the way, no matter how it goes, he's in line for a big payday. To me, I think he gets a big payday. Anyway, look at Philip Grubauer last year. He was terrible. Oh, but I'm talking bigger payday. Uh, I hope not because I want to resign him. I know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just trying to think of this as just as Darcy Kemper. Man. Because it doesn't take much for goalies to demand paydays. Nope. If you if Really, a good playoff matters more than a good regular season. Because even Grubauer got under six. Yeah, if he and, if he has a good playoffs, he's going to hold all the bargaining chips, and right. he, he's and been he okay. It, and he he's can do okay. whatever he wants. Like he'd be like, "Oh, well, New Jersey will sign me for seven million dollars, yeah. so you guys better step up with more." Like it's all on it's all on the plate for him. It would just right be poetic justice, like if um, just your arc as a hockey fan, if. Darcy Kemper wins the Stanley Cup, leaves, and Marc-Andre Fleury. And you have to cheer for Marc-Andre Fleury. <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibility. That would be your arc of like... It would It would be a Marc-Andre Fleury redemption arc. Because he yeah. played for all of my least favorite teams. <laughs> it would be so funny if you if had he to cut, cheer listen, for him, man. If Marc-Andre Fleury comes here, I will like him. Ugh. I will like him. But I will also remind all of you all the time that he's 38 and is not nearly as good as he's going to be no. hyped up to be. So but that funny. is a question for another time. Yeah. That'd be just like... That... I don't hate Marc-Andre Fleury. I hate the hype around yeah. him. He's a good goalie. He's not a great goalie. So I, I would not put him on a Hall of Fame ballot. Interesting. No, not even close. He's going to be top five in wins as a goalie. He's played for the Penguins his entire career. Patrick Waugh played for the Canadians when they were good in the fucking apps. And he was Patrick Waugh. <laughs> We're talking about, I mean, fucking Martin Brodeur. Like, he won three cups. I, that I, one I will t- entertain a conversation about. That is that is a bold take. That's bolder than me saying Wayne Gretzky would he, not be. What is wow, he, we are what, coming hot with the takes today. Man. What does Fleury have? <laughs> he has wins, and he has... Like, even though he didn't okay, win... Okay, don't mention wins. What has he got? He's got a Stanley Cup, a Vesna trophy. He's got Did he deserve Stanley the Vesna? That year, I mean, you can make an argument was him or Grubauer. Or Vasilevsky. Eh, Vasilevsky. I'm not saying that he's like... To say he's not Hall of Famers, that's that's crazy. I don't think it is. That's this crazy. This is not a conversation dude. we had before Vegas that's, at all. That's crazy, dude. We changed our opinion based off one season in Vegas. He's going to... He's, he's going to make the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying if I had a vote, wow. you'd have to talk me into it. Wow. Okay. All right. I thought my take would be the boldest of the day. I didn't here, expect to have this here, conversation here are, on man. this episode. Here we are. But um, I guess we'll just go full circle. Abs. It's because he's such a nice guy, yeah. though, Christian. No. He's so nice. He is. He's very. He's such a nice guy. You got to give him a. Got you got to give him man. the. Well, if he didn't have the Vesna, how could we put him on a Hall yeah. of Fame ballot and justify that? He, That's my conspiracy theory. Fair the enough. Day. Fair enough. But and I said that at the time too. N- all right. All right. I don't. I, I want him on the Caps for you so bad. He refused to come. He, want, he refused to come to the Caps. I, I need it. I need it just for the pure comedy. But, uh, I like Marc Andre Fleury. <laughs> I just think he's overrated. I need it. I need it. That's what he I has need one offseason. Stanley Cup, and he had he's had more bad playoffs than good. Most goalies do. Exactly, but, but people act like that's not true yeah. for him. I don't know. It, it's it's going to be anyway. Back to yeah, the the series. The series before I get canceled. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm really my account's going to be deactivated. Yeah, no, tomorrow. you'll be good. You'll be good. The more we've talked about it, I really think the Avs could win this in six or five. Yeah, I mean, just how good they're playing, dude. Yeah, like they the the analytics show it, the eye test shows it. They should beat this team, and I think they will beat this team in five or six games. I think I'm I think I'm going to six for now. I wouldn't be shocked if it's seven. I also wouldn't be stunned if it's four. There's mm-hmm. just so many variables to this series. But again. I've said five times, it comes down to Kemper. Kemper is the biggest part of this series, without a doubt. I don't we know what McDavid's going to be. We have a pretty good idea what McKinnon's going to be. We know we know what McCarr's going to be. We really don't know what Kemper's going to be in this series. I'm going to laugh so hard when everyone's predicting this to be like a super high-scoring series and it's going to be like 3-2 games. If that's the case, <laughs> that fully favors oh, us. Yeah. That fully favors us. If it's a defensive slugfest, give me the abs all day. Yeah. If it's if we're talking two one three two games, abs in five. Yeah. 
And I think that, I mean, there's going to be a game that McDavid goes off. and we Of can't, course. We can't overreact to right. that. Right. A game in Edmonton, probably. Yeah. McDavid's going to have four or five points, mm-hmm. and Dreisaitl will probably the same. And Kane might have another hat trick. Quite possible. Quite He's got possible. 12 goals in two rounds. He might be like, he could realistically break the record. He could. And I, I'm really, really intrigued to see um, how the series plays out. Uh, but I feel good about the abs. I feel good where we are as a team. I'm thankful as hell we didn't have a game seven tonight, uh, Sunday, by the time we're recording this. I'm thankful as hell because I don't think I could have survived a game seven. Um,. I don't think the Avs could have survived a game seven, especially in the second round. I don't think I don't think that would have been any fun no. at all. Like going to that that game, would have been a miserable experience. Yeah, like they would they would have had even if like I was gonna say well they they would have had to score a bunch early. Even then, no one would be yeah. happy. Be like okay, well it's not over yet. Yeah, that would have been miserable. So I'm glad they finished it in six. Shout out Darren Helm. You're on the monkeys off your back. You're playing with. You want to talk about a guy who put on a Hall of Fame ballot? Darren Helm. Darren Helm. Two game winning goals. In I'm not series. biased. Yeah, two series clinching game. Game, game winning goals, but uh, better Marky, playoff performer than Mark Andre Fleury. <clears throat> Sorry, didn't mean that. Um, he, it's going to be. I feel good, man. I just feel really good. Like I said, monkeys off your back. You, in a sense, you're playing with house money because neither team's ever been here before. There's yeah, no two thousand two and two thousand six was the last time either of these teams were here. There's no. I mean, there's pressure, but there's not as much pressure as there was in the second round. And if the Avs play like they did in the second round, they're going to win this series. Yeah, they're going to win this series. I'm going to officially put it down as Avs in six. I'll be bold. I'll say Avs in five. Okay. I'm going to say Avs in six. It's, this is going to be a fun series. When was the last time we really had a series like this? Like Ovechkin and Crosby? Yeah. I mean, Ovechkin, Stamkos, if you want. I mean, Ovechkin, Kucherov, maybe at that point. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we've had those a couple We've times. had one, but this is like two of... like Th- These are the two Probably best not since Ovechkin and Crosby. You're these are the right two there. best players. Even then, that's a divisional rivalry. Yeah. Like, odds are you're going to see that. We could have gone our entire mm-hmm. lives and never seen this matchup. We may never see it again. We may never see it again. Like, it's very hard to get to the conference final, as both teams will attest to. Yeah. It is hard to win two rounds. Because you got to get there first to the playoffs, and then you got to win twice. We'll tell you it's not easy. The Oilers will say the same. So we may never see this again. No, we may never. And we got to remember, this is a majority of the same Oilers team that got swept by the Jets last year. Yeah. Like, they can be a Jekyll and Hyde team. They can be. Yeah. If McDavid and Drysdale can be contained, not shut down, contained, the series is yours for the taking. Mm-hmm. Because Zach Hyman's good, but he's not going to take over the series. He's not better than any of the Avs. Second line, right? Any player. On the I wouldn't say line. he's better than Val or no. Kadri, maybe a little better than Lackanen, but like Lackanen, Hyman's a great player. So I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm gonna be bold. I'm gonna say Abs in five. Okay, Abs in five, and they closed out on home ice. And see, I'm shield. I'm shielding you from that take with my flurry stuff. Yeah, but I think I just love the way the Abs are playing right now. And I'm cocky as fuck. I'm like I said at the start of this episode. I'm still riding high from that win. Like I'm still feeling ten at ten right now. So, yeah, man. I I can't wait for Tuesday, and it's gonna be a bummer you're not there. And I'll try not to spoil the game for you. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss being here. Hopefully, if, I'm gonna it's gonna suck going back to watching games yeah. at nine o'clock. Hopefully, and recording at two in the morning. Yeah. Hopefully, if we make it to the Cup final, you get a, you get back out here again, and we get to. If they win every home game in this series, do I come back? God, dude, that'd be tough, man. I'd Maybe just fly out for the away games. <laughs> yeah. Just fly all the fucking time. Like I'll sit I'll sit in the parking lot and watch yeah. on my phone when they're at home. Quite possible. But I had a blast with you being out here. It was a blast just getting to record and finally meet you after six months. So I hope Colorado treated you well, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully see each other here pretty soon. Yeah, Colorado, uh, this has been an incredible experience. I love this state. I love this city. I can't wait to come back. Christian, you've been such a gracious host to me over these last 10 Even days. Even though I've been working like a fucking maniac. You always, like, I was telling you this when you came in, like this, I don't know what it is about work at this time. I am always the busiest around playoff time, which sucks. Because um, I, did I tell you this story last, last year? So... It was one of my coworkers' last day. We all went out to like say goodbye, 
every single manager I was there with tested positive for COVID the next day. Mm. So I had to, I barely made it to game five, which was a heartbreaker against Vegas. And then I had to watch game six. And then I don't know what it is, man, about this time of year, but work is always brutal. So I'm glad you got to come out and enjoy the beauty of this state. You went ziplining yesterday and did a bike tour, which I don't think I've lived here my whole life. I've never done a bike tour. So did a ghost tour. Yeah, you did a ghost things tour. of that nature. So next time there's just seen... so much to do here. Yeah. I don't know. I like I I love doing things yeah. again. And now I'm gonna go home to Maryland and be like, oh, there's nothing to do there's here. Nothing to do. There's nothing to do here. So. But it was a blast, man, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it here in like two weeks again. Yeah, I'm certainly <laughs> hoping so because uh, I'm not going to need too many excuses to not nope. come back out here again. Nope. Because I have only scratched the surface of things I want to do here in Colorado and Denver. And the next time I'm here, I got a list. Yeah. Because like, you come here, I'm like, okay, well, there's some things I want to do, but I've never been there. So I don't really know what it's like. Now I've got lists from all my Uber drivers, from you. From everyone I've met, you're like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. There's, I've got so much left. Yeah. It'll be good, man. And then I'm, one more year of college, and then you're hopefully living out here permanently. And maybe by that time, we have a, a studio that's not at my kitchen table. Yeah. We'll see where <laughs> all that goes. Maybe we don't have to keep doing Zoom anymore. Yeah. And then just real quick, to wrap up the show, shout out to all of our listeners. We have we had a pretty good month last month. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we had a pretty good month. <laughs> that is very in, mild. In yeah. the month of April, we had our best month ever. Yeah. And then in the month of May, May ends tomorrow, we will have double our listeners in one month. Yes. So shout out to all of you guys. We are blown away every day. And it's not, and it's not like we were doing bad yeah. back then. No, we were we looking at We bad. were looking at those numbers like, oh my God, this yeah. is incredible. We're, we we're, doubled that. We, like doubled that. Which is to be expected with the playoffs, but still even this not was that at, much. Yeah, this was at, out of our wildest dreams. Um, so thank you to everyone. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we're just two guys who like talking about abs hockey and the yeah, fact that people have, listen to us. I don't have any is, credentials. Yeah. We're just two guys who talk about hockey and we, we're definitely not the smartest if you listen to those two outlandish takes that both of us had. I mean, you can get the picture there. But it's truly, truly incredible just how many people listen to us, follow us on Twitter, interact with us on Twitter. I got to get better about responding to people. I just, I feel so bad. They ever, like, there's a couple people who respond to like every tweet and I'm like, shit, I got to be better about that. But it's truly, truly mind-numbing, um, and the the guests we've had on, like if you had told me last year, I would have emailed or emailed. I emailed them too. If I would have interviewed John Michael Lyles, I would have told you you're fucking crazy. Um, yeah, but even having Raj on yeah. three times and meeting him in person at number thirty-eight, yeah, like, it's just truly it's like just the kind of experiences that if you told me this a year ago, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, with like how the playoffs were going, like I thought the show was okay. Back then, it was just me. I didn't love the content I put out there sometimes. I knew it could be better. The fact that we're here, the fact that I'm here in Colorado at all, and there are people that enjoy our content is still a concept I'm getting yeah. used to. Don't know if I will ever get used to it. Nope. But this has been a lot of fun, and I'm hoping we're only halfway through this run at this point, and we can end it with a day at the parade. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, but that's all I got for this preview, man. Yeah, I can't one. wait. I can't wait to talk to you all on Tuesday. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Game one against Edmonton on Tuesday of the Western Conference Final, the first time since 2002. It's been 20 years since the Abs have made it this far. Game one on Tuesday. This could be one of the best series we've seen in a long time. And we'll be right at the center of it. No one's going to have an excuse not to watch the abs anymore. So we'll be front and center. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. It's going to sound a little different. I'll probably sound a lot more depressed because I'm not here anymore. <laughs> Got to go home, unfortunately. Cause I've, it's weird because like I feel like I'm home when I'm here. But it's not. So it'll be fine. We'll be back on Tuesday. I'll be a lot more tired because it'll be later. But we'll figure it all out as we go. Thank you all so much for tuning in to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network, concluding our first ever in-person series. Hopefully a lot more to come down the road. We appreciate all of you for making something like this possible and even viable to do. Uh, you guys are the lifeblood of this show, and we both genuinely appreciate every single listener every time you guys interact with us on Twitter and everyone who's said hi when we were in person 
over the last couple of days. So thank you all so very much for tuning in time after time again, and we will catch you all after game one. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I almost forgot that. You can follow <laughs> me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at Tell It Abs It Is. But that is going to conclude the in-person series here in Colorado. We will catch you all on Tuesday or I guess Wednesday once we actually put it yep. up. Or at least for me, because the game's <laughs> not going to be over until 1 in the morning now. But we'll catch you all then. Enjoy game one and just enjoy that we're in the Western Conference Final at all. We'll catch you all then. Enjoy the rest of your week. Happy go Memorial Ab. Day. Happy Memorial Day and go Avs. Thank you.